Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. It is exciting to say, but this is the big game, pre-game Minnesota. Wow, I never thought we'd get here, guys. And this is also, uh, double guns to you guys on YouTube. This is the first big game. This is the first anything, big game, pre-game, anything Michigan Maniac involved. This is the first one on YouTube, guys. Uh, this is very exciting. You have no idea the trouble I went through tonight. I tried grease, green screen. I've tried a lot of different things. <sighs> and none of it really worked to the way I liked it. So I still need to get some lights and other different things to really make this pop and make it look good for green screen. So now you're just stuck in my office with my little uh, picture up here and my lovely helmet. Uh, but anyways, before we do that, let's get into the... Uh, housekeeping and stuff um now guys go to the michigan maniac uh corral i guess the the block of things i have so youtube page go to the instagram go to the i sound so old go to youtube go to instagram go to uh um michigan maniac podcast fan page on facebook go to twitter all Michigan Maniacs Podcast. Spell it out. That's the only way you're going to find it. Uh, I don't know why it's such a pain, but that's the way it goes. Uh, go to them. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate and review. If you want to review, cool. If not, rate it because, guys, uh, COVID decimated my listenership, right? Um, so I want to get it back to where it was. And the only way I'm going to do that silent majority is through you guys. Uh, I have actually noticed, though, over the last couple months, my fan base is kind of fractured into two different fan bases, like seriousness level. And the, you're all amazing, so I'm not worried about any of this, but I just thought it was funny. One, the silent majority. You guys don't say much, uh, if anything at all, but you guys constantly listen. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you support. I can tell the numbers just have steadied. Or they dropped, obviously COVID was a humongous pain in the butt uh, through this time before football. And now it's starting to come back. But then there's the then there's maniac level fans. And I hear from you guys constantly. I appreciate it. I can't wait to get silent majority and maniac level guys together for the ask me anythings. So getting back to that, go to Instagram. Uh, I'm always there. Hit me up. Private message me. Uh any of the posts I put up, feel free to leave a message, man. I will answer. I love it. I love talking to all my fans. Or hell, even opposing people. I don't care. I'll talk about it. And if I don't, if my point sucks, then my point sucks. Or at least I'll admit to it. But you're going to have to come with something good if you're going to get me on something. Because I love my Michigan and all I do is read about it. But for all us maniacs and silent majority guys, hit me up on Instagram. Also, Go rate and review. I know this is redundant, but anyways, let's do this. Also, guys, uh, I'm going to do this Friday, well, no, actually Saturday morning. I am going to send out invites, and I'm also going to put out a link so you can join the uh, Instagram video chat that I'm going to have for the Minnesota game. Right? I'm not going to do this for all games, but I want to see how this one works. I was going to do it on YouTube, and be, uh, YouTube's changed some things. 
So uh, live stream, I don't have enough subscribers to do the live stream. So hey, just the way it goes. I didn't really push YouTube, so I, I can't blame anybody but myself. But anyways, that's where it's at. We're going to IG video chat. I'm going to post the link on all my social media. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook fan page. Uh, and then I'm also going to send out invites to everyone who follows me as well. So if you don't get the invite because I screwed up or I missed something, look for it on IG, the fan page, all that stuff. We're going to get together, have a great time. I, I hope to talk to all you guys. I really do. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting, right? I'm totally, I, I'm really pumped for this. I'm really pumped for this game. I've taken some crazy notes. I'm just trying to see where we go from there. Uh, oh, I created new logos. I did that, actually. Uh, just so you know, the guy that I usually use got really busy, had some family stuff, whatever. COVID's a real bitch. And, I mean, God bless him. Um, but I, I created certain new logos. I'm going to probably create, you know, stickers, the whole deal. Even I'm going to try for some t-shirts and things. I know I've always said that, but... <sighs> I'm going to really, I'm really going to try it this time. I swear, I financially it's getting a little bit easier for me, you know, with the job and no longer paying child support. My son's sufficient on his own. Uh, dude, Uncle Sam, thank you very much. Um, so, anyways, let's get into this. Okay, this is a big game pregame Minnesota. Um, I. I have a real hard time now. I've watched and I've listened to a lot of different podcasts that uh, say they're pro-Michigan, right? And I don't know if it's the hip thing to do if you're a Michigan podcast and you just want to shit on Michigan. Because what I've noticed is a lot of them say, oh, Joe Milton. We, yeah, we've heard uh, Harbaugh did, that usually doesn't go out of his way to say these things about him. Uh, he, he, could, he could really be the real thing, but they're still going to lose to Minnesota. I just, I don't see them, I don't see how they can beat Minnesota. They're no good on the road. They're no good at night. Uh, nationally uh, televised TV, well, we're always nationally, but night game, college game day, ranked opponent. Yeah, all that's kind of true on some, right? But here's the thing. This is a great start for us. I, I love this, love this game, actually, because... Um, they're good, they're not great, they're ranked, they are the flavor of the month, they've got a wacko head coach that I can't stand, and we get to beat this overrated team without any of their wacko fans, and the weather might be playing into our hands, right? Um, I can't, I, this also... With no fans, there's no reason for our team to be scared. There's no reason for our team to be mentally weak. It's just lining up and playing like you're in a fucking, uh, just a park. It's a pick'em game and you guys are ready to go. And I'm telling you, if it's a pick'em game and you're just ready to go, then how can Michigan lose to Minnesota? Like I told you a few weeks ago. Now, don't mind the, the page turning. Um, a few weeks ago, I told you, Minnesota has not has not had a top 25 recruiting class. Michigan's had, out of Harbaugh's fifth year, or six years here, he's had four top 15. 
if it's just line them up and let's play. You don't have to worry about the environment. A hostile environment doesn't exist nowadays. It doesn't exist in Corona and Corona world. So what do we have to worry about? There's no hostile environment. What are you crazy? It's just line them up and play. All right. I don't get it. I don't get what this. I, I don't get what the big fuss is about Minnesota. Now, granted, yes, if we don't show up, and if we play like we did against uh, Notre Dame in 2018, we play like we did against uh, Utah in 2015, and we're in deep shit. We are in deep shit. Not that those teams were better than us. They weren't. We didn't come ready to play. We came scared. We didn't come mentally focused. Okay? That's the big thing. So you take out the crowd. You, you even take out any problems that we need to have. Right? I'm not even worried about this. Um, I can't wait to see what we're going to do. Uh, so everybody's talking about, oh yeah, Tanner Morgan and... Uh, Numbnuts, uh, Rash Rashad Bateman. They're going to kill it. You know, that's the Joe Montana. And, well, I already used Joe Montana and Randy uh, and Jerry Rice for the unstoppable Indiana team we're playing in week three. But this is more like uh, Peyton and Harrison, I guess. I mean, just ridiculous uh, comparisons, right? Um, last time I checked, if you go back and rewatch that that uh, Ohio, I know I've said this again, but please bear with me. The Ohio State game and the bowl game against Alabama. Vincent Gray held his own against superior talent. Like, there's Minnesota, and then there's Ohio State and Bama. Uh, Ohio State and Bama have wide receivers that went in the first round of the NFL football draft. That's right. The NFL, right? Bateman, they had Minnesota did too, did all right. They had Tyler Johnson, but Bateman is still here. So here's the thing, right? He's kind of doing what Nico would have had to do this year: is try to uh, figure out how to get all those those big plays to get open without having someone else take somebody away from you, right? Tyler Johnson had over 1,300 yards receiving or something like that. Let me look that up. Tyler, um, he had third, yeah, he had 86 receptions for 13, 18, and 13 touchdowns, right? So you're sharing the load. You're sharing the coverage responsibilities, right? You're not always getting the best if you're Rashad Bateman because people legitimately, hey, you can make the argument, and obviously the numbers state it, the uh, – Tyler Johnson was a better wide receiver than Rashad Bateman. 86, wider, 86 receptions to Bateman 60. 13-18 to 12-19. Uh, and 11, 13 touchdowns to 11. Tyler Johnson was a better wide receiver. And Bateman, you can make the argument, only got those, those numbers because he was getting single coverage a lot. Right? And you can see it. I mean... These guys weren't lighting up the world here. I mean, against Iowa in a loss, uh, was actually no, that was no, that wasn't Johnson. Okay, oh no, yeah, Bateman. Bateman only had six catches for ninety-eight yards. Not bad. Georgia Southern three for fifty-two. Nebraska one for minus four. 
And Rutgers, 4 for 72. All right, not bad. I mean, it's not like Michigan's lighting up the world last season with uh, Fumbles Patterson at the helm. Uh, the guy who can underthrow a wide receiver five yards away from him. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I mean, we can't really, you know, be like, oh, we're so great, we're so superior. But still, let's not make these guys into giant killers when they weren't, okay? I'm tired of hearing about, oh, but they put a whooping on, on Auburn. Actually, they didn't, okay? Yeah, they're running back, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, I, that's how little I care about this running back. I didn't even bother to learn the guy's name. Uh, and I'm not even going to try to. I'm just going to, it'll be embarrassing if I try. Um, but he ran for 140 against Auburn. I think they beat Auburn 31-24. Okay. Auburn had hopes of going to the playoffs. I'm tired of people talking about how great these bowl games are. Oh, well, we beat these guys in the bowl game. Listen, if it's not the playoff, it doesn't matter anymore. I hate to break it to some of us who really put emphasis on these bowl games. They just don't matter anymore. They just don't. Kids are opting out of the bowl game. They just don't want to play them. They uh, hurt, whatever. If you're not playing in the playoff, these kids don't give a rat's behind about the bowl game. So I don't care if you're playing Auburn and you beat them in the bowl game. Big whoop-de-doo. All right? I don't care. Um, also, Morgan. I get it. This kid, 32-53, 30 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Pretty damn good. Uh, quarterback rating of 178.7. Um, and, I mean, for the most part, he kind of showed up. I mean... I'll say right here, uh, Indy, uh, when they played Iowa in a loss, 360, 368 yards, one touchdown. Okay, so you get a lot of yards. I don't care if you get a lot of yards if there's no touchdowns attached to it. And they obviously lost to Iowa. Wisconsin, another loss. 296, two touchdowns, one interception. Right? Um, and look at the scores they lost to. Uh, Iowa, 23-19. So, obviously, a lot of yards, no points, gets you a close loss at Iowa, which is tough. A lot of people lose. I mean, we learned that in 2016, didn't we? Um, also, they got beat down in cold weather, by the way. Uh, they're, they're touting this cold weather thing. Uh, St. Juiced and everyone else, oh, come to Minnesota where it's cold. I don't know if they know anything, but Michigan is cold. It's still the Midwest. I don't know what Minnesota... I think they are, they're rotting. Their brains are rotting because they just have never really played big games, so this is all new to them. So they're like a fat kid who just started working out, so he's got some muscles, and he's just not quite sure. And he's like, but he's real overinflated. He's like, yeah, come get me. And you're just like, bro, stop it. Stop it. We've been working out forever. You just got to the gym, son. I don't want to hear about this crap. Stop it. Just the way it goes. Stop it. Um... It was ridiculous. So, where was I? I, I just, I, I, I refuse. I, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around why we are scared of this team. I just can't. Um, they, and here's some points, right? So, if it snows, let's just say it's going to snow because more than likely it's in Minnesota. It's in October. It's already snowing. So let's just say it continues or another front moves in. The one 
advantage that a lot of people say they have over us is their passing game. That's right. Mr. Tanner Payton, uh, you know, Mr. Tanner Morgan, Mr. Peyton Manning himself, throwing to Harrison, Mr. Rashad Bateman, um, against apparently a destitute backfield, uh, defensive backfield and Vincent Gray, uh, Daxon Hill. So let's say we have to cover, we have to bracket Rashad Bateman. We already have two better safeties than we did last season. Uh, Hawkins is a much better safety than Metellus. Metellus can't communicate, couldn't run. Uh, poor cover guy. Shocking he's in the NFL. I mean, I'm happy for him because it's a dream, so I'm good with it. But let's face it, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, lighting the world afire with how great he was as a cover guy. Um, we already have a better backfield in the safeties. Vincent Gray held his own against Alabama and Ohio State. Um, I don't know how he can't hold down Bateman. Okay, so Bateman gets off or has a chance to get off. It's snowing. It's going to be a lot harder to pass that ball. So I don't know how. So then you have to run the ball. So you're going to tell me everyone I listen to says that Michigan's got one of the best front seven in the biz, right? In the Big Ten right now. So how are you going to run then? So if we take, if we can at least be, give a big play, take a big play, and if Vincent Gray can hold his own against Bateman, and we get pressure to stop the run, and we get Tanner Morgan nervous, tell me how we're going to lose this game. Just tell me. I don't get it. Yeah, and people are going to say, but Adam, but Adam, they had the number 10 I think, number 10 ranked defense. I want to make sure I get this right. I think it was the number 10 defense in the nation last season. Number 10. Wow. Yeah, great point. But guess what? They lost seven. Seven. Let me, you know what seven is? Yeah, three other, uh, three minus 10, seven. Seven. They lost seven players, including three of them, I think, went to the NFL. Right, big game players, right? Um, shoot, I am really... Oh, I'm on Indiana. There we go. No wonder I wasn't seeing anything. You got Martin Winfield and Coughlin. Three big-time players for him, all in the NFL. Chris Williamson, also in the NFL. Right, so you're taking three big, uh, four big players from them going to the NFL. They have one. Let me, let's count that again. One. Defensive line starter coming back from last year's team. Now, last time I checked, that doesn't help you when you only have, when you, I don't even think you have, like I said, one top 25 recruiting class. So where are all the stars? Where are all the kids that are going to just be so athletic they're going to stop us? I'm just curious. Tell me where. Because if, if they exist, I mean, please let me know. Maybe I'm uninformed. Last time I checked, we have speed everywhere we look. I mean, uh, good example, too. I scoured the internet. I really did. And I couldn't find anywhere, not even a quote, of the cult leader himself, P.J. Fleck, singing the praises of Tanner Morgan anywhere near the this. He's a quarterback that only comes along every decade. Once a decade or something like that. I, I don't know the exact quote, but it was something like that. You know what he's talking about? 
Joe Milton. So even the cult leader loves Joe Milton. Yeah, Tanner did great. Awesome. Very good. He did great against a schedule that was ranked, strength of schedule, 22nd in the nation. 22nd. Wow. 22nd in the nation. That's the strength of schedule. And he did that against the 22nd strength schedule. Huh. Michigan, I think, had a top five. Oh, and by the way, they didn't play Ohio State either. Wow, golly. And when they did play tough teams, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Penn State, okay, they beat two out of the three. They didn't even win the two in their division, but they they beat Penn State somehow. I don't know what Penn State, I mean, I'm not a fan of Penn State. Never have been. I think uh, they're a joke, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think if you put uh, Franklin into hard hard times, he doesn't know how to coach out of them. He's really just a cheerleader. He's more of a USC-type quarterback, I mean quarterback coach. He needs to be the head coach of Hollywood. Uh, he, he doesn't know how to do it. I don't believe he's a good coach. And he showed it, right? Uh, Sean Clifford, or yeah, Clifford, not, not a great quarterback. Um, I just... You know, what, Vandersloot, Pryor Muth, Vermouth, I don't know whatever that fucking tight end's name is, but you can't build an offense around a tight end, right? They had KJ, KJ Hamler, he beat us. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, whatever. I just, I, 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 I can't, I can't for the life of me see how this team has a chance to beat us. Outside of if we beat ourselves. If we beat ourselves, anything can happen. I mean, Army almost beat us, right? And you know how much I hate playing uh, service schools, service academies. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we don't come to play, we shove our heads right up our butts. And listen, we're Michigan. We know how to do that. Um, I, I don't know how we're going. I do not know how we're going to lose this game. I just don't. And especially if Joe Milton is... Everything that they say he is. This is going to be a very special year for us. And Minnesota is looking at our 2017 season. I don't think they're that special. To lose seven key defensive players off your defense from a, from a school that is only recruiting less than a top 25 recruiting class. I don't know. Maybe you believe in magic. Maybe you guys are bigger Game of Thrones fans than me. Or maybe you guys believe in Harry Potter. And you believe magic is something that can just happen. Well, I don't. I I don't believe this team is going to muster up the gusto. You know, row the boat or I'll punch your grandmother in the face. I don't believe in that. I just, I, I can't imagine us even. And that's, and that's why this game is so important, right? For us. So important for us because we need to set the tone. This is a perfect set the tone type of game. That is, let's stand there, you and I, let's not get out of this box and let's punch each other until somebody falls. And I'm telling you, we're Roy Jones Jr. in our prime and <laughs> they're like Thunder Bay, Pete, whatever. I mean, add whatever glass jawed weirdo you want to throw in there. We should knock this team out. Out. 
But what what Michigan team's going to show up, right? And that's the biggest. That is the biggest kick to the balls of every Michigan team from 2017 on, right? 2015, 2016, incredibly mentally tough Michigan football teams. Incredibly tough. Um, 2017, decently tough, but we had, you know, John O'Corn. Not great. Uh, 2018, 2019, uh, Paper Tigers, to be quite honest, when it comes to the mental toughness. I get it. So, yeah, if we show up and we act like that, we're absolutely going to lose. I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't believe that's what we're going to do. Um, I, I have real faith. Now, here are some... Uh, oh. oh. Hold on, guys. I hate to... Um, okay, so let's let's get this to the uh, keys of the game, right? We're going to go to the keys of the game real quick. Uh... One, number one key, we have to avoid, like, like playing like shit. <laughs> we have that first game, um, we have that first game jinx, really, when it comes to playing, uh, well, just 2018, Notre Dame, not great. 2017, we beat, well, actually, we beat up on Florida. But 2019, Middle Tennessee State didn't look great, still closed out pretty well. Utah in 2015. Right, and I can't for the was it Hawaii or somebody like that we played in 2016 and just lit them up, right? Um, so three out of the five so far have not been great starts for us, and two out of those, well, yeah, two out of those were away games against top-rated teams. Uh, so we can avoid that stumble first. And like I told you, I, I think that stumble is eliminated for us because, one, there's no hostile environment. It's just playing in the park, right? So we can avoid that. We have to avoid the slow start. We got to get Joe Milton started right off the bat, fast, boom, boom, boom. And then we hit him with the run. Then we hit him deep, and we just keep punching him. I mean, we Roy Jones the hell out of these people. Um, 2A. We gotta get pressure on Morgan. We have to get pressure on Morgan. We get pressure on Morgan. Uh, Rashad Bateman disappears. Last time I checked, the only reason why a wide receiver is great is because the quarterback has time to make plays happen, to make those throws happen. And how does the quarterback have time? Because his offensive line provides that time for him. Great offensive line. They're very big. They're all returning, right? But we have, hopefully, one of the best defensive seven in the Big Ten. So that's where the real battle is. Who needs to win that battle? And that leads me to 2B. D-tackles have to make their presence felt. Absolutely have to. Because the quickest path to the quarterback is right up the middle, right? They have to. Donovan Jeter, uh, Kemp. And Chris Hinton all have to make their presence felt in this game. They have to. If they don't, we're in deep, deep trouble. Right? It just, just on the outside of just this game. If we can't get great defensive play in the defensive tackles, we're screwed. Once again, we're screwed. It's just because Wisconsin, 
They're all just going to run the ball right up the middle, and we're going to have zero answer for it. I don't think that's going to happen, right? I just don't. I believe Hinton's going to have one hell of a game, right? He's going to create enough of pressure to make Morgan unhappy to where Morgan's going to get nervous, and then you're going to see Quiddy Pay, Aiden Hutchinson really take advantage of this, right? I picked... My two, well, we'll get to that at the end of the at the end of the show, which and I've already posted on Instagram, so it's not going to be a big surprise to any of you, but I'm still going to do it. Third, communication in the defensive backfield has to if, has to be something. It has to be so much better than what it was last season. I mean, go back and watch that Wisconsin game. You're going to see Amory Thomas and uh, Vincent Gray and Metellus all kind of like looking at each other befuddled that they don't know who's taking who who's doing what it was awful absolutely awful and if a guy like jack cone can pick you apart because your because your uh your communication sucks well we're in deep deep crap right not gonna happen i really do believe when you've got uh shoop as the safeties coach he was a top-notch defensive coordinator right <laughs> He's going to improve the communication, right? Um, I just, I can't wait to see what this team does defensive backfield-wise. I think they're going to crush it. I think it's going to be perfect. I think they're going to eliminate Bateman because I really do believe our defensive tackles have improved immensely. I expect Hinton to have a huge game. I expect it. I want it. I'm calling it out. I think Chris Hinton's going to be our next Moe Hurst. I'm calling it now. I called it a few ep- a, a couple months ago. Chris Hinton is a key to the success of this team. Um, four turnovers can't happen. We can't start this season like we did last year with fumbles. Patterson. Oh, but he was hurt. First play got hurt. It was so much worse. And, oh, he was such a great. Oh, what a great guy. What a gritty dude. Just. He, he tried so hard. Fuck off. Tired of that awful narrative of people covering up for shade. Fucking millennial fumbles Patterson. I mean, the guy was playing golf when he should have been learning the playbook. Plain and simple. But Milton cannot have fumbles, cannot throw interceptions. Cannot do it. Not in this game. Not this season. We don't have time to fuck around with bullshit, right? We just don't. We don't have that time. We have no easy games this season. Well, Michigan State, you know, Michigan State and Rutgers. Okay, fine. We got a few, but still, right off the bat, you can't start off with fumbles. That's why we can't let Ben Mason anywhere near that football. That dude... You want you want to ram a locker and put a big dent in a locker? Ben Mason's the guy for you, right? You want to run through a wall? You want him to fucking turn over a car? You want to punch a camel like Conan? Ben Mason's the dude for you, right? More than likely, uh, he could be an NFL player. I don't know where you'd put him. Maybe the most aggressive water boy on the team, but still. But don't let him touch that fucking ball, I'll tell you that. Fumbles, fumbles galore. Thank God Ben Van Sumeren 
switched over to the defense. Because we definitely couldn't let concession stance Van Sumeren anywhere near that ball either. So I think we kind of cleared up a lot of our fumbling by not giving the ball to some of these people and actually making them move positions. Whole other side of the team, actually. So we can't have the turnovers. So if we do these four things, avoid playing like shit right off the bat, right? Because you can't have the nerves. And I, like I told you, I don't think that's going to happen. That's just us playing in the park, right? Two, A and two B. Get pressure on Morgan, and our D tackles have to do something this season. They have to be alive. They have to. They have to create pressure. They've got to make it harder for him to to at least see Rashad Evans or Rashad Bateman, or even he's got to be thinking constantly. Why is this guy coming up the middle on me constantly? And when he's paying attention to Hinton, that's when Hutchinson and Quiddy Pay do their damage, right? He's got to, he's got to eat. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I was trying out something new with this camera, and I guess half hour is the only uh, running time it's got. So there's going to be a little cut, a little awkwardness, but we're back at it. Uh, we've got to have it, dude. We've got to have the tackles do something. They, uh, there's no excuses anymore. Jeter has got to do something or get off the team. And turnovers. If the team, like Ronnie Bell, Milton, these guys can't have turnovers. Running backs have to be able to block so Milton doesn't get hit from behind and fumble. We've got it. We've got to cut down on the turnovers. We do that, we'll kill this team. We do those four things, this game's over. It's a wrap by halftime. I'm I I went with Michigan 31, uh Minnesota 20. I and I'll be honest, I think they get a touchdown in garbage time or a field goal to even make it look semi decent. If we do those four things, it's a wrap. Now, before I get out of here, um, I want to say here's two two players that I truly believe if these two players have a great season and if they play to the if they play to their capability, if they play to what we expect from them or what the coaches expect from them, we could be talking Big Ten title time. We can be talking ending that drought to Ohio State. We could also be talking a potential playoff situation, right? And that's Chris Hinton and obviously Joe Milton. As we all knew, you saw when Cam Newton came in for Auburn. And I'm not going to compare Joe Milton to, to Cam Newton when it comes to his athleticism and all that other stuff. I want to talk about how he affected the team, right? Auburn was good. He made them great. That's what Joe Milton can be for us. Like I said, he's a tone-setting, culture-changing quarterback if he's everything they say he's going to be. And I believe it. I've seen interviews with this kid. I believe he's going to be everything we've asked for, right? Two, Chris Hinton. Like I told you, if he is anywhere near Mohurst level, we're going to dominate this season. There's no one who's going to be able to stop us because that means you've got two guys on the on the corners that are fast, mean, and can create pressure. And then you put a kid right up the middle that can create pressure, just clog up the middle and get in there and just make a quarterback nervous, hit that running back, make him regret the fact that he went for the, the block. If he's anything like Mo Hurst, 
we're we're unstoppable because that makes our our cornerbacks better because they only have to really cover for a few seconds instead of from three seconds to from ten seconds, right? You, you you can't have that. Even from three seconds to seven seconds, that's a lifetime. But a defensive tackle creates that. Chris Hinton is who I think he can be. Or it's over. I, we were winning this Big Ten. I'm calling it right now. Those two players step up, and they are who they, who we think they are, who I believe they to, who I believe them to be. This is it. This Big Ten. This is Big Ten title country, baby. One hundred ten percent. So I'm going to get out of here. Oh, I want to address one more thing. I heard I heard another podcast say that Michigan doesn't have a traditional deep threat. Uh wide receiver, and I think that's horseshit. Because let's really look at what a deep threat wide receiver is, or the definition of deep threat. There's two ingredients that need to be in the mix for a deep threat, right? One, quarterback that can throw the ball deep. Not Mr. Uh, I'll underthrow you 15 yards, Mr. Shea Patterson, right? He ain't a deep threat ball thrower. He's not, right? He's barely a five and out guy let alone deep threat. And then you got to have a wide receiver who can run, right? Look at Tariq Hill. Perfect example, the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, everybody. I just, oh. Well, guys, if you notice on YouTube, my half of my face is cut off. But, hey, whatever. That's how that's how things go. Um, <laughs> this was one hell of an episode. Hey, all right. But anyway, hey, you can just check out half my face. I don't care. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, perfect example of deep threat. Guy who can throw the ball, deep, accurate, and a guy who can run and burn everyone. And we've got that in spades. So we do have a deep... Th- okay, my my thing's moving even more now. So guys, take it easy, and I'm out of here. Oh. Oh, hey, look who's back. (laughs) This is a shit show of an episode, but we got it done, right? And I'm not going to go without my overall, um, I had a few other things I had to say, right? Just had to. One, uh, Kansas City, I'm thrown off, I have to admit it. Eh, But you'll either love this episode or you'll hate it, but either way, things will get better next week because I know the things I got to get done. Um... (laughs) Uh, deep threat, we have it. Our wide receivers are fast. Our quarterback can throw it a mile. Now, if he can be accurate, boom, we've got a deep threat. So I don't want to hear that shit anymore. That's plain and simple. That's how it's going to go. Two, um, players of the game, Aiden Hutchinson and, uh, and Joe Milton. Those are going to be our two offensive and defensive players of the game. Uh, I'm calling it right now. We're beating... Minnesota 31-20. It's not even going to be that close, I don't think. And guys, um, <laughs> thank you for enjoying this episode. I know you will. Because uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it's bound to look like craziness. Um, so guys, literally, tell your friends, please. We need the word. I just want to get my listenership back up for two main reasons. One, to stick it. 100% stick it to the the, the podcasters that are protected not protected, but just, uh, you know, owned by uh, just by bigger companies like 24-7. 
Locked On, uh, Sports Illustrated, USA Today, all that stuff, right? I want to beat those guys. And also, I want to get my listenership up to back where it was before COVID. I don't want this virus to beat me. We're, we're Michigan Wolverines. We don't lose to anything. We, do, we don't want to lose to anything, anybody. And I'm, I don't want to do that. Guys, tell everybody you know. Get them out there. We'll just, I mean, now they can see me. Now they can see this crazy, ridiculous first episode. <laughs> uh, but guys, go to Instagram, YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, anywhere that you listen to my podcast. Um, you, uh, the fan, the fan page on Facebook, just a big community out there for y'all to get involved. Um, once again, I'm going to be sending out invites and posting the link for the IG Instagram video chat for Minnesota Saturday morning, Saturday morning. Be looking for it Saturday morning. All right, guys. Um, like always it is, it is just great. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.